Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And Miriam. And this week, we're we're keeping it simple. We decided that this was an episode that's going to be titled Back to Basics. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have to get back to our roots at some point. But first, I want to say thanks to everyone for listening to this episode. We have been beyond MIA. That seems to be the vibe of 2021. Yes. Um, Miriam and I's personal lives are just hella busy. And by personal life, I mean my work life and my personal <laughs> life. Um, I actually recently just moved in with my boyfriend. Uh, shout out to Matt. He's great. But um, yeah, so things have been a whirlwind, but the pals are here. We're sticking around. We're getting content out when we can. And thanks for bearing with us. But back to basics Miriam and I were like what does that even mean um so for anyone that's like what you know it means everything and nothing at the same time but we mean this in terms of how we approach our diabetes sometimes I don't know about you guys but I am so guilty of being super dependent on my technology Mm -hmm. and I'm so into my looping I'm so into my Dexcom I'm so into this and that um and yes, I know how privileged that is. And I'm super grateful and, you know, live in, live in that privileged life with technology. Yeah. But it's, uh, I've realized, like, sometimes I really cannot feel my lows anymore. Or, um, you know, I rage bolus. And if I didn't have my Dexcom or if I wasn't constantly checking my blood sugar, like, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't be rage bolusing, right? Because I'd mm-hmm. be using the allotted time from like my my early days when I was first diagnosed, what they originally told me to do, which is like, wait, I think it's three hours after administering insulin. Now yeah. I can't even remember my basic training. Um, Miriam's been doing this a lot longer than I have. Uh, she has been diabetic for 27 years now. 20, 25 still, 26 in March. I keep crazy. every month I add another year. She's so. <laughs> It feels like it sometimes. No, but yeah. So, but yeah. So we were thinking, oh yeah, you know, sometimes you have to go back to basics about the stuff you learned upon diagnosis. The stuff I learned upon diagnosis is no longer relevant. That's for sure. Um, (laughs) They like just came out with Dexcoms like when she was like 10. So it's been a minute. If, yeah, if that. um, Yeah. So basics is relative, but I think, you know, I was thinking when life gets busier, and I think for a lot of people, especially around the holidays, it's either busy with work or school or whatever it is as you're finishing up and having dealing with all these deadlines before the before the holidays. Um, and the holidays in general can be super stressful, so I think we get more distracted. And so I find that diabetes-wise, it's like I'm in, um, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Where you're just sort of like in this like robotic autopilot. autopilot. Thank you. You knew what I was trying to say. You're sort of an autopilot where you're taking it day by day, hour by hour, not really identifying patterns. You're just, it's a kind of like survival mode in a sense. And I find sometimes there's like, if you take a step back, you know, back to basics, look at your data, look at your like clarity report for the last couple days, 
there's usually a pattern, you know, not always. Things get right. wonky for sure. But sometimes you can identify a pattern. But it takes you you sort of taking a step back, taking a breath, and looking. And that's like one of the most simple back-to-basics things that I often forget. And I have to like consciously remind myself, like, why don't I look at those clarity reports that are so – they're just created for me without having me to request them. You know, it's like such a nice tool – for those wondering um, what a clarity report yes, is, uh, no, you're good. It's uh, Dexcom's version of uh, like compiling data and showing you. It's basically Dexcom graphs, but for up to 90 day period yes. pattern callouts. For those of you that don't have a Dexcom or don't have a Libre or a continuous glucose monitor at all, you can definitely try and track some some things through your glucometer, your blood sugar tests. For sure. Um, and there's and so many apps as down. well that you can use that will track all of the, these things for you. Um, Android apps, not just iPhone too. So it's the, the stuff, it, it is more uh, labor involved if you don't have, uh, you know, a continuous yes. glucose monitor, but it is doable. I'm not suggesting people do this for like a year. I'm saying like a day, like two days a week or you know, just yeah. to try and figure out if you're going through ups and downs and trying to nail down what's going on in some For patterns. Sure. But just I like, think... Yeah, looking at numbers. This reminds me of like in the olden days before all this technology, we just had to like fill out those little... The sheets. Like handwritten sheets, yeah. right? I think they just give those to people when they're first diagnosed too because mm-hmm. I had the sheets and like yeah. in 2014, they definitely <laughs> had Dexcom. So um, I think it was like G4, but it was around. Yes. I, I This kind of um, brings up, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Miriam, but I think the reason why we landed on this topic is because a few weeks ago, I didn't need insulin. Like, I think I was using 10 units less a day for like three mm-hmm. days. And I was so confused. I was like, I'm not on my period um, for all the men out there. Or sorry, for every, anyone who doesn't experience periods, um, you, you have no and you don't know what I'm talking about just say a blessing because it is <laughs> buy a hat hold the f on to it a crazy roller coaster with hormones and insulin resistance and just crazy things I just but, need to pause because Emily is always I don't know if you create these phrases or you just introduce them to me because like I'm old and you're I, you're I don't know, not you, old you're like four I don't know if you're like Gen X or something but every <laughs> time you introduce one of these new phrases I like can't I love it Okay, I did steal buy a hat and hold F onto it from SNL. If, you, if you're ever questioning <laughs> a phrase, it's likely from SNL or the South. Um, but Miriam's from Atlanta, which is not far from Jacksonville, Florida, where I'm from. So likely we have the same sayings. Um, moving on. But thank you for appreciating a good lol. Of course. Um, I kid you not. I think I, I never have – like my low percentage is usually like 1% because – I have like a higher range. I try to stay between like 100 and 120 or whatever on loop. And so, I mean, sometimes it's 90 to 110 but or 90 to 100, but it really depends. So like I saw I was going low, so I was trying to skew myself a little bit higher. Um, and I ate so many carbs. I gave myself a fraction of the insulin. I had no idea what was going on. And this was happening for days, like three days. So I'm texting Miriam as I always do because, you know, everyone needs a diabetic sounding board because this disease is literally trial um, process of elimination or what I can't think of the words. But um, Miriam and I are going through all this stuff. She's like, oh, are you on your period? I'm like, no, LOL. 
help me, hold me. Um, you know, like, oh, have you been more active lately? Absolutely not. No, I've just been sitting. Um, have you changed your diet? Nope. Eat the same stuff. Um, goes through the lesson. She goes, oh, is this like a new site for you? Like a new location on your body? Or maybe you just have a really absorbent location. I was like, you know, it, it's not new in that like I use my arms all the time and I had it on my arm, but it was in a spot tucked away that I don't usually use because your girl is running out of real estate. Um, but I, that's exactly what it was. And so I changed, it was time to change my pump anyways, right? Because, you know, three days, usually on the third or fourth day, I'll change it uh, based on how much insulin is left and how itchy it is. But um, I changed it and immediately shot back up to my normal, <laughs> my normal I resistance. Told her she found this like secret, magical, super absorbent site that may never be repeated. I know Miriam always finds a silver lining. I text her complaining and she's like, oh, but this is so great. Like try it on Thanksgiving next year. <laughs> or like, oh, this is so great. Like now you know that uh, you've tried this and it doesn't work. That's one less thing to worry about on your plate. And I'm like, I love you because... Yeah. The irony of this is, sorry to Matt if you're listening to this, he's in the next room. I don't consider myself a super positive person. Um, I wouldn't say I'm negative all the time, but I'm definitely not like Miriam shining a bright light on oh things. Oh my gosh, please. Uh, But Matt is, I wouldn't say he's a negative person, but he is like much more cynical than I am. So like for, <laughs> I had to, and he's always telling me how I'm such a positive person. It's just really funny realizing the trickle down, like the it's way all we relative. all, yeah, yeah, we all look at these different situations. Um, Matt's incredibly supportive. I love you, Matt. You rock, don't ever change. But <laughs> anyways, it kind of, this whole scenario that lasted three days where I literally did not get a full night's sleep. I had to keep eating and I was like, I'm real. I feel like I gained five pounds, which again, doesn't matter in the scheme of things, not the end of the world. Um, but anyone who knows what I'm talking about, when you have to feed your insulin, as I had a doctor explain it to me once, that is not a fun feeling, especially because you're always full. Like I'm Mm -hmm. always so, I feel like I slosh. I'm just full of Mm -hmm. juice. That's disgusting. I should have given a warning everyone, but, um, that kind of spurred this back to basics. So Miriam walking me through all those questions where she was like, okay, well, did you consider this? Did you consider this? I was like, you know, I know all of this in my mind, but I don't take the time to actually think about it. It's like I subconsciously go through the checklist, but I don't really subconsciously because I'm not acknowledging it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I, that thought about the site placement, I only think about if my blood sugars are high. I never consider it if my blood sugars are going low. so yeah, apparently I just found a really spongy part on my yeah. bod. Um, that's how also I explain my body type spongy. Yeah. <laughs> when you take when you take it off, you know how sometimes there's like a little bit of blood in the cannula too. I always wonder, like, wow, did it go straight into the bloodstream? Yeah, like and some and sometimes like if you're giving injections, I would notice. Yeah. Sometimes it's like very quickly, and you have to wonder, like, oh, maybe that went like straight shot into the blood. Um, that's why if you end up like on an insulin drip, if you're hospitalized or something, like it works so quickly because it's going like straight into the bloodstream instead of, instead of the way that we normally have to give insulin. Um, I never think about that. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's interesting, but yeah, I think the theme of this beyond just back to basics is like sit back and reflect because and and we're all guilty of not doing that 98% of the time because we have to function, right? We're full-fledged humans and we have lives outside of diabetes and we need to just like make it through. So like you're on autopilot, you're in survival mode, you're just getting through. 
And, and so it, does, it does. That is good because you're not sitting good. there hyperventilating if you're me and thinking about diabetes every second of every day. Exactly. But you do lose perspective. Um, you lose perspective. And I think yeah. it, it's if you find yourself getting frustrated but not taking the time to figure out like, okay, is this a one-off like bad day, which also happens. Sometimes there's just off days. Is this a one-off bad day or is this a pattern? Let me investigate a little bit and see if there's something I can do about it. For sure. And then just to round out that story, I then proceeded to go high for like a full week after that. So um, my Dexcom Clarity app is not my friend right now. I'm back up to like, I I don't believe in sharing A1Cs. I don't think that that's like a sustainable thing to, you know, no one can be, no one's one A1C the entirety of their diabetes. It's just not how things are. And we're about time and range here. Yes, we are about time and range. But um, my average glucose is back up to like 140. And for the longest time, and by the longest time, I mean a beautiful year pretty much, it was like 128. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, those 12 points are really, that can be anything on the A1C scale. Like it yeah. really could be anything, but that kind of transfers if it is accurate, which my Dexcom G6 has not been the first few days of every cycle that I put a new one on. So I'm taking these numbers with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it does set me back a little bit emotionally because I am yeah. exhausted trying to keep myself alive, as are the rest of you who've gotten burnt out every now and then. I think. I'm actually reaching another burnout phase. I feel like I'm blessed to have never really gotten to a burnout before. Mm-hmm. I've gotten exhausted and overwhelmed, but like I'm burnt out with COVID. I'm burnt out with like, you know, everything because it is that time of year. Also, it's the end of a year. It's the beginning of a new year. And I think back to basics can also mean taking a step back and looking at the basic needs that you have and how you've addressed them throughout the year. So for me, I think I did a pretty good job, even though my numbers are higher than I'd like them to be, and they're higher than they have been for the past few years. Um, I'm proud of myself for still maintaining a decent time and range and um, you know, doing all these big life things, like moving in with my boyfriend, um, starting another new job. Uh, this is the same job I've had for seven months, everyone. I don't want you to think that I got another job. Um, you know, Just all these crazy things that... I guess crazy is the wrong words. All of these life-changing things uh-huh. that add up. And, you know, <laughs> I think of my boyfriend or I think of my sister or really any other person that doesn't have diabetes. And I'm like, this is a this year has been a lot for them. And they don't mm-hmm. have to keep themselves alive every day. I mean, yeah, we all have to keep ourselves alive to every day. To a different but, like, different degree. Yeah. Um, and I think that we all just deserve to take a minute while you're listening to this take a deep breath. And I don't mean that in a condescending way. I mean, in a celebratory way and Mm -hmm. think like you have gotten to this point and no matter what your mental health history is or has been or how strong you feel at any given moment in your relationship with diabetes, you know, we we're getting there. We're getting through, we're learning more every day is a step forward even mm-hmm. if it feels like sometimes it's a step back it is a step forward because you can take that day as a learning experience and a chance to grow so as you're uh, as you're heading into this back to basics period or mm-hmm. if you're feeling the struggle like I am just know that you're not alone in feeling that way and that that is okay amen yeah and I think there is there is a tendency at the end of the year for people to reflect and come up with like New Year's resolutions and sort of this like fresh start etc and I I think there is a tendency for people to when they reflect 
identify the things they didn't achieve or that they, you know, negative, more negative perspective. Like I didn't do this or I didn't get this done or I want to do this better, etc. And I think we're kind of encouraging you to like think of all that you did, you know, all that you accomplished health wise or not. You did it all with diabetes and commend yourself for the positives that that came of this year or the things that you're proud of and the things that you're not like push them aside you can leave them in 2021 you can leave them in 2021 we're leaving a lot of shit in 2021 (laughs) i'm trying to take less shit into 2022 (laughs) that's like there's just i think moving i literally moved like two weeks ago i think moving really put i felt so i've never felt more diabetic than I have moving in New York City because I realized the amount, and this again, this is a blessed problem, the amount of stockpiled supplies I have. <laughs> and like that is physical baggage that I'm bringing into this new apartment mm-hmm. with my boyfriend. And he has like, he has a lot of stuff, but it's not, it's like stuff he loves and like he's accumulated over the years from his travels, from, mm-hmm. you know, like very Mary Kondo of his life. Like he has just more books than clothes. Like he's that kind of guy and that's why I love him. But meanwhile, I have more, more <laughs> insulin pumps, more Dexcoms, more test strips, more lances than uh-huh. I have anything else. And like that's, you know, if I, you know, I always have that Miriam in my head being like, but that's so great. Like you're your stockpiles, you, you know, if the apocalypse comes, you've got yourself covered. Uh, not that Miriam would ever say that, but <laughs> I, I find myself being like, woe is me. Like I have, you know, like, oh, I have all this shit. I, I can't, you know, run away if I want to for the weekend and not bring yeah. anything. It will like, becomes a symbol of like. Yeah, of the disease, the of literal the disease. physical yeah. baggage, yeah. let alone the miles more of emotional baggage that comes with the chronic illness. Although I must say, who among us doesn't have a surplus of lancets? Like, who changes their lancet every time they check their blood? I actually just changed mine for the... Okay, Miriam. No, I... You've got any better of a person? Like, okay. (laughs) I'm telling you, I think I changed it for the... I cannot recall the time I had changed it prior. I use... um, the Lancet I use is like the one of the one-touch ones where it has, has like, like the six. That's what ha- I yeah, use. Yeah, it has like yeah. six little needles it. in it, which again, and I, you're supposed to like press a button thing to like shift it over, it, which I yeah. rarely do. Um, I always feel like such a big person. Like I'm like, I am it. on top of my life right now. <laughs> I could be like, my blood sugar could be like 400 and I could be like, <laughs> like half alive. And I'd be like, I changed my Lancet though. Yeah, so like, I'm on top of the world. Exactly. Well, I have like, an embarrassing amount of these Lancet like refills. I so I changed one because I, I realized like my finger it just wasn't pricking very well and I couldn't figure out why. And I was like, you know what? I could probably go for a Lancet change. I don't know the last time I did that. It could be. I don't want to say a year because that seems pretty dramatic. But so it was probably you, at least th- at least three months, probably closer to six months. I'm in no position to talk because I, I should, am like, just as little, bad, if not worse. I wish I wrote it down. I should start. We writing should start down documenting it. it. Yeah. Um, but what was I going to say? Oh, for those of you who don't know, to put this in perspective, and this obviously has nothing to do with Miriam, but has everything to do with Miriam. <laughs> she 
has a father who is a doctor and a husband who is a doctor and um, lives obviously with her husband and lived obviously with her father at some point and she doesn't change her lancet oh my so God. No, for the rest of us we shouldn't feel bad <laughs> oh please just Even shaming my, my endocrinologist has type one and i guarantee he's not changing it as much as he should either. listen I'd be curious to ask him, but he's pretty I want to start a poll. I think I'm going to put an Instagram poll. I think your endocrinologist actually follows us on Instagram, Miriam. <laughs> um, I'm going to make an Instagram poll. I want everyone to be truthful, truthful because I do not change my lancet often at all. So why I am making fun of Miriam, I'm probably way worse than she is. So I'll be the first to admit that. Anyways, I'm getting off topic as usual. Um, I think... The biggest takeaway. I guess that is that included in back to basics. Like we should yeah, change, change our lands more. So that is that is a New Year's resolution we can get behind. But also yeah. like it's not a big deal if you don't. It's, this I mean, isn't like, a life if, or death sort of thing. If like, you use the same Lancet for like 50 years, it could probably be a big deal. But like as long as you know you've changed it in the last year. Yeah. Well, we're not giving medical advice. Let's just preface no, by saying that. I don't want to get sued. I think more pressing changes you can make are like, Change your injection sites. Change your pump sites. Like, those have more immediate impact. Check your blood sugar more or less. Check your blood sugar more or less. But changing your lancet, eh. It's, like, bottom tier in terms of importance and my list of things to do. Um, But, yeah. So, to finish up this episode, I did not – Miriam and I did not discuss discuss this prior. Sorry, guys. My blood sugar's dropping, and I keep having stuttering situations. Uh, but I'm okay. Don't worry. I just had some glucose gummies. Your lancet, actually. Yes. While we spoke of lancets, did I change it? No. Um, <laughs> even though we were talking about it, I can't be tamed. Um, Miriam, what are f- your top three basic things that oh, you geez. think someone who was recently diagnosed or just any diabetic type one or okay. type two should consider in your back to basics category? Like, okay. And this is on the fly, guys. Emily gave I, me no warning for this. Well, I'm but, expecting you to throw it back at me. I can go first um, if you want. No, I'm, I'm going to think. So I think what I said, number one back to basics is look at, reflect on your data and patterns, however they're reported to you. Um, and don't put pressure on yourself for that. You know, don't have to do it every day. That's not going to be particularly helpful, I don't think. But Maybe even like at a minimum, maybe once a month or something, whether it's you looking through your data or someone else looking through your data or even just like looking at a general pattern. um, And that is especially easier if you do have a CGM or some sort of like pump or something that kind of creates these graphs for you. Um, But if not, looking at the data that you have about your blood sugars and see if there's any patterns. That's one back to basic. Another back to basic is patience with yourself, I think, in terms of the desire to rage bolus or to make major changes without looking at patterns. Um, again, I'm, I say this because I am very guilty of this. I know Emily is guilty of this too, the rage bolus. But I think remembering like, oh, I gave insulin an hour ago. It is frustrating and annoying to see that, you know, my blood sugar is still going up, but I need to give it time. You know, I need to give it a little bit of time before I go crazy because we've all sort of seen the opposite effect of rage bolusing where, oops, oh, yeah, <laughs> where we two crash. hours later and there we go. Um, so, patient, so 
looking at data, reflecting. Patience is number two. And number three, and back to basics, is remembering to, like, communicate with a pal, you know? Oh, that was going to be one of mine. Uh, you can use that, too. <laughs> no, it's But I okay. think we're a good example of, like, something weird is happening and, like, just, like, mention it to someone who you know gets it or can kind of reflect with you. Even if I, it's just to celebrate meeting your deductible. Exactly. I texted Emily today. I was like, I get such satisfaction and a sense of accomplishment when I meet my deductible for insurance, like, really quickly. Like, I usually, luckily, my deductible is not so, so high. So that is something I'm very grateful for. But when I meet it, like, within the first month or two, I'm like, eh, like, I feel <laughs> like on top of the world. And then I sort of reflect. I'm like, this is sort of sad and depressing, too. But <laughs> we all yeah. go through it. You have to talk, like, being able to, like, talk about that with someone is really nice. So I It's think why we created Pancreas that's Pals. That's why we do this. That's why we talk to each other. That's why we talk to you guys. So, yes, being... Having a pal, that is a back-to-basics suggestion for me. All right, Emily, so your turn. What are your top three back-to-basics tips? My top three back-to-basics hot tips, um, because I like to, you know, be an asshole. Uh, Number one, this is as basic as it gets, change your sites. Oh, yeah, Um, good one. I've always been really good about rotating sites, but – Um, Your girl is hitting, I think I'm seven and a half years into diabetes now, and I'm finally starting to see some scar tissue and some resistance build up. So just continue to stay on top of it. And this kind of leads into my number two thing, which is always keep an open mind when it comes to diabetes. Um, That might seem like a weird basic thing, but like, you know, open mind is in trying new locations on your body for an insulin pump, you know, that's FDA approved and not like someplace weird and uncomfortable i'm not suggesting that although people um, do that it seems that's yeah so live your life live your truth I've seen some crazy sights, uh, but yeah that's not for me <laughs> but i just mean like you know keep an open mind yes. whether that's to trying something new like you want to go scuba diving but you're scared to set a temp basal that's a little mm-hmm. bit higher or if you don't have a pump you're scared to run higher blood sugars for a mm-hmm. small period amount of time in case you go low underwater like whatever it is keep an open mind and number three, have ha, not not in a religious way, but have faith in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I these are my top three basics because I do not do these <laughs> things aside from rotate my site. Um, just in summary, that's rotate your site, keep an open mind, and have faith in yourself because diabetes really does suck. And I know people are probably listening to this like. We didn't hop on Pancreas Palace to hear Emily complain, but like, yes, you did, first of all. Second of all, um, you know, you're you're lying. I'd be lying to myself if if it didn't Mm -hmm. suck at times, if I didn't admit that. Mm -hmm. And I think that admitting that and having that pity party that Miriam always talks about every once in a while really does help me keep my head on, head on. I wouldn't (laughs) say head on straight, but honestly, just head on. Um, And it helps me relate to others because I try to just keep all that in mind. So, you know, that's a really rapid summary of the things that we basically discussed this entire episode. But sometimes I think it's helpful to take a step back and think of yourself as a new diabetic, even if you've been diabetic for like 50 years or five months Mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, what is that advice that you'd give to a new diabetic? Maybe think about that once every two months, once every three months. Like think of 
three things that are back to basics for you and just see how you can apply those things to yourself now because it's so easy to give advice to others, but so hard to take your own advice. And that's something that as I get older, I and people ask me my take on things, I'm always like, oh yeah, I have the best dating advice. And this is like obviously before Matt, but like, LOL, what do I have to show for that? Like, or, you know, I have the best advice about diabetes, but then like, what's what's my time and range? Yeah. Like, what do I have to show yeah. for that? I think we are our own biggest advocates, but also our, our greatest um, enemies yeah. a lot of the time. And I think it's finding that homeostasis that in between Mm -hmm. that way to level things out that can make us survive and get through these times until hopefully there is a Mm -hmm. cure and just know that we are so incredibly strong like holy crap we're strong to poke ourselves and prod ourselves every day that it's okay to feel those ups and downs of your blood sugar of your mental health just know that it's taking a step back and getting back to basics is a big help for me at least and yeah, I think that's it. Any last words, Miriam? Not last words. Sorry, guys. I'm actually low right now. So if you're like, what the hell is going on? It's me. Um, but yeah, yeah I any... think that was a good, a good way to end. And, and this is our last episode of 2021 and our last episode of the season, right? And yeah. so I think it's a nice way to sort of close up this year, close up this season, um, thinking into the future of sort of goals we want to set for ourselves um and our goals as you've heard are to get back to the basics yes and I do want to say this has been an incredible season we've had lots of highs and lows right there along Mm -hmm. with you guys Mm -hmm. um another year in the pandemic Miriam moved to Texas Mm -hmm. um just lots of things next season we have a big surprise for you guys but until then um and by surprise I mean surprise we made it back (laughs) (laughs) I'm always surprised we're back for another season (laughs) but yeah we have we're gonna have lots of good guests and lots of fun fun time so reach out to us hit us up on instagram at pancreas underscore pals on facebook at pancreas pals pp hit us up on our dms slide into our email pancreas pals123 at gmail.com we love hearing from you guys whether it's um a hot topic it's someone being salty it's um it's tips for you know new guests or new topics please let us know we love hearing from you and we want to create content that you guys want to listen to beyond me just rambling for 30 minutes and Miriam trying to talk me down um or successfully talking me down but yeah so so much love Miriam I love you the most and I can't wait to continue texting you all of my random diabetes things uh in the interim Okay, have a great end of the year. Happy holidays. Um, Get excited for the next season, which is going to be season nine, which is insane. And uh, know that you can always look forward to us picking back up our mics and being there for you guys. So happy holidays, Miriam, and to all of our listeners.